0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches.
1: I'm Maria and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years.
0: And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources.
1: Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work.
0: And through our work as life coaches, we have learned how to make work fun.
1: Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too.
0: Without giving into the productivity hustle.
1: So let's dive right in.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, it is me, Natasha, here, and I have a very special guest that I'm super excited to be chatting with. She is my good friend, and her name is Rochelle Suki, and I am just super pumped to be having this conversation with her. So we're going to be talking a little bit about how to make this holiday season feel really like meaningful. As you kind of like prep yourself to wind down these next couple weeks, maybe enjoy some me time, taking time for, you know, the things that you love to do and things that add a lot of like meaning and magic into your life. So I'm super excited about this. This was like a very last minute decision to this podcast episode. Maria and I were chatting and we realized we had an open spot and I've been meaning to talk to my friend, Rochelle, because she's amazing. I absolutely adore you. You're super fun. And so I messaged her last night and she was like totally up for having a conversation, which I love. So I'm going to hand it over to you and let you introduce yourself.
2: Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. This is always a joy and a pleasure to talk with you. So I'm really happy to be here with you today. I'm Rochelle Siebke and I am a money coach for Life Coaches and other heart-centered, purpose-driven solopreneurs. And I help them make their money decisions based off of anything other than their bank account.
0: I actually love how you say you worked with heart centered entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. Like, to me, that just hits deep in my core. I'm just like, I don't know, because I feel like I'm such a heart centered person. And so, if that, like, the way that she phrases that calls you or just like gives you goosebumps or whatever, just reach out to Rochelle. She's amazing. She's like just so kind hearted and just,
2: I don't know, a wonderful coach and a wonderful person. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because I really like to say that I come to money. Mm-hmm. through like what do you really like what is the life that you really want to live
0: mm-hmm. and the reason
2: that I work with the women and the people that I work with is because they are out in the world doing a, like meaningful work mm-hmm. and I know that when their money is dialed in that makes their business more sustainable it makes their at home life possible, like the the life that they want so badly, it makes them blush or makes them feel like the hole in the floor should open up and swallow them. If they say it out loud, if they should have that audacity. Mm -hmm. But when we work together through the lens of what do you really want your life to look and feel like, and not through the lens of what should your revenue goal be? You know, Mm -hmm. this arbitrary 100K or this arbitrary be able to leave my day job. But like, what do you really want your life to look and feel like at home? Mm -hmm. And then what is the work that you're doing and how can your work in the world help you to show up in a way that you're living out your legacy right now today, regardless of how much money you have?
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. It like literally gives me goosebumps just hearing you talk about that because I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. I am also just so deeply passionate about that and about the mission of just helping people feel more empowered to show up in their lives with more intention and purpose. And part of that is money. And part of that is you deciding how you want to spend your time and your energy and your, you know, your life essence. Like what, what do you, want to contribute to and 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 use that towards and so i just think we're so aligned on these types of ideas and topics and probably why we're good friends and probably why we've like connected um through coaching and thought work and all of those kinds of things and i definitely want to have you on the podcast in, a, in the, a future episode and just talk about money because I want to pick your brain on all the little things that you think about money and how you, um, how you work with your solopreneurs and your heart-centered people to help them feel more empowered in how they are showing up with their relationship with money. That is something I'm super excited about. And today our topic is a little bit kind of aligned with what we've been talking about, but it's more about like finding that meaningful purpose with the, the creating the magical kind of holiday season that you want to have for yourself. And whether or not you celebrate a traditional holiday here or not, you know, most of us do have a little bit of time off during these next couple weeks or so. And there is a way I think to help create the experience you want to create with whatever your work or time off situation looks like. So I want to talk a little bit about like, how are you showing up to, you know, be intentional in deciding how you want your holiday to look and feel this season?
2: Yeah. So let me start off by saying that the traditional holiday that I celebrate is Christmas. Okay. And also I understand that there are lots of other holidays that could be um, in practice at this time. And so apply whatever I, I'll I'll use the word holiday most often, but in general for some context, like I'll be talking about Christmas because that's the one that I have the most experience with. Um, I have been a huge Grinch almost my entire adult life. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I love it. Just call it right out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I,
2: not because I don't actually enjoy Christmas and the, mm-hmm. the the festivities, but I don't enjoy the consumerism. I don't mm-hmm. enjoy the plastic shit that gets thrown away. Like mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the mindless spending. I don't enjoy the like resentment that builds up for like mm-hmm. having to do all the things, all the magic making. Mm-hmm. So I have just been really resistant for a long time and. Once I realized that what it is, is that it doesn't align with me. Like, I'm not a materialistic person. I don't want things. (laughs) You look at my house, it's very minimal and intentional. And I'm somebody who keeps all of my appliances and all of my clutter off of the kitchen. So, the idea of coming home after Christmas and having things that I needed to find a place for was not fun for me. It also wasn't fun for me to be running around spending all of my free time and i live in illinois so it's cold here <laughs> and you know like covered in snow and ice and like it's not the pretty kind right we're talking about like slush <laughs> it's like old gray slush but you know like i just never enjoyed that part so i'm just going to be really upfront that i really didn't enjoy christmas since i was a little kid and like the receiver of the magic
0: Okay, so what did you do to kind of shift it, right? Because like you're showing up to this call just looking super festive. You have your like gorgeous red lipstick, your beautiful sweater. Like you've just, you're really like, I don't know, exuding kind of holiday magic right now. So did you make a shift and how did you make that shift?
2: Thank you, first of all, for seeing that (laughs) in me. And second of all, yeah, I just started really asking myself, what do I want my holiday to look and feel like? And then being really intentional about crossing off anything that didn't align with that Mm -hmm. and being really intentional about, I know I'm going to like break somebody's heart when I tell them I don't want to do the gift exchange Mm -hmm. or I don't want to go to that, um, get together. And also if I continue to say yes to everything and I go in in resentment, Mm -hmm. it's not a gift to them and it's not a gift to me. And so I really just started understanding what are the things that are important and meaningful to me Mm -hmm. and how do I put those things first above all of the other choices and obligations. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I, if I can hit three things that I really want it to look and feel like this is a win, you know?
0: I love that. That simplicity of just like, Hey, I just want to focus on three things that I want to like tick off. And that's, what's going to create this like warm, cozy, cuddly feeling in my body. Because I think sometimes a lot of us get overwhelmed with neat thinking we need to do all of the things. So we're like, okay, I'm, simplifying my christmas, my holiday, whatever, i'm doing what i want to do. but then we come up with a list of like 10 things that we want to do and we think all of those things need to happen. but i love that you're like, hey, you could come up with a list of more things, but what are the main things or just a few that you just want to check off as really meaningful and fulfilling for you so that we don't get caught up in another version of like materialism or consumerism which is just the over-busyness or over-productivity of making the season full of the things that we think we should be doing rather than creating the feeling and the atmosphere and the environment that it feels
2: meaningful to us. What do you think about that? Uh, I love it. I also want to hear about you and your experience with Christmas, but the question that I'll ask right there about the three things Mm -hmm. is what are three words that you want to use to describe how you feel through the holiday? And so Mm -hmm. what that might be for me is like, On Christmas morning, I want to feel cozy, I want to Mm -hmm. feel connected, and I want to feel grateful. And so then I start looking about what is a way that I can be cozy on Christmas morning? What can create cozy for me? Even if that means I have to get up and, you know, sneak around and, and do like the early morning setup and like maybe what I need to do is get up a little bit earlier or have my cozy socks and my robe next to my bed so that I can like create a cozy present moment for myself in the moment, enjoy that whole cozy moment, and then go do like the other thing that I need to do to make the rest of the the magic happen, right? So basically what
0: you're saying, what you're
2: suggesting, and this is
0: something that I think I'm going to take away from this conversation is like okay, what are the three words, the three feelings that you want to exude and create for yourself? And once you've picked out those, then what are the things that you can kind of do in advance to prepare to make sure you have that for yourself? And so like this kind of... Okay, so our theme of our podcast is making work fun, right? And so it's not like just the fun just happens sometimes. Like sometimes it does just happen, you bring the fun, but sometimes you actually have to plan in advance and do a little bit of work in advance to make the fun happen. So like you said, if you wanna feel cozy on Christmas morning, Sometimes you could just wake up and feel cozy, but sometimes it takes a little bit of work. Maybe you're like making cinnamon buns or prepping your coffee or maybe, you know, you're buying some extra comfy slippers or like getting a good book in advance. So there is elements that require us set it up for ourselves, it doesn't just happen. And I think that's part of giving yourself the time to actually create what you want in advance. Because I think a lot of us are often so focused on other people and giving to other people and spending time focusing on others and what they want. But it's like, if I really want to feel cozy, I need to set aside the time for myself in advance to make sure I can create that for myself too, because I also matter. What I want also matters.
2: And it's also important. And this is my holiday wind down and break too. Also that I give myself enough time to enjoy the moment that is cozy. So when we think about the, when we think about the um, thought model, we know that the thought line always ends up in the result line. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you can experience something And even though you have the thing that you want, you're not experiencing it as having the thing that you want. So like you could literally be on the couch, cuddled up underneath a blanket with your entire family, feeling resentment. You're not going to get the experience of cozy. Even though if I took a picture from across the room, I would think, oh, what a cute cozy moment, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. You're giving yourself that time to actually
0: settle into that emotion and that that like space to create that feeling intentionally and on purpose, because it's like, cool, like you said, we could picture you on a couch with your slippers, reading a book in a blanket. But if you're frustrated or upset or thinking about what you have to do, running through to-do lists, then you're not actually getting to experience the emotional connection to yourself that you desired in the first place. So- I have another question for you. When we were chatting a little bit about this episode, you talked a little bit about this notion of reverse engineering your time and money. Do you want to give me a little bit more context for what you mean by that and and how that plays out for you?
2: Yeah, so are you open to um, maybe going through a scenario of something that you want to look at for your holidays? Ooh, that's a good question. I am definitely open. So- The way that I um, would do this, and and again, this is really a fun example of like what it's like to work with me on like life. And then we're just narrowing into like what it's, what the process looks like for a holiday, right? I would ask like, what do you love Mm -hmm. about the holidays?
0: Ooh. Okay. So I love like being cozy, staying in, celebrating time with like friends and family I love just like the, you know, the quietness of when everyone's just kind of at home. I love that feeling of the sense of almost like calm that you just feel across like your city or your neighborhood. And I love like holiday baking. I love to cook and I love to bake, like watch movies, just play
2: games. Those are things that I love. Amazing. And so what are some of the things that you really hate about the holidays like they totally agree on your nerves
0: oh okay I don't really love going to a busy mall that's not very fun for me I don't really love traffic (laughs) like having to navigate busy holiday traffic I don't love an excess of stuff I am pretty minimalist and simplistic myself and just kind of like this idea that people should be buying things or you have to like, I, that doesn't really resonate with me. I love like, If I know someone wants something or that it's like something that makes me think of them, like I'd rather just buy a gift for someone at any point in time. Like I just don't like commercial materialistic kind of vibe that we've created with the holiday season. That doesn't really resonate with me. I'm not someone who needs a lot of gifts and I'm not someone that loves to give a lot of gifts unless
2: it's something that I know this person actually would want and use And so how are you on that? Is all of your relationships set up already that you're only exchanging gifts when you come across something that you feel really inspired about? Or is there sort of, ah, there's an expectation that we need to exchange something?
0: I actually feel pretty good about this. We just usually like play Monopoly or get some board games and we just kind of spend time together just like telling stories or just laughing or having a nice meal. So that's actually been really nice to kind of like settle the gifts in the in the family and extended family. I think it's a little bit different now that I have my son and people are buying him things, which is just so sweet and thoughtful, but it ends up being a lot of clutter in our house. And I I really just had to accept that, hey, life with a 15-month-old means that there's chaotic clutter in your house. <laughs> Whether or not you bring it in is just life. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. And this year, we've done a couple intentional kind of like crafty creative gifts. I don't want to say what they are because this is coming out before Christmas, but it's mm-hmm. been really fun to kind of craft something and have that be the the gift for for the year for some of my family and friends and stuff like that.
2: If you were to choose three words Mm -hmm. to describe how you want to feel during Mm -hmm. your holidays, Mm -hmm. what would you choose?
0: Okay. I would feel joyful, probably love. I think rust, deep rust. It's hard to just pick three. Now that I'm like trying to pick three, I'm like, oh man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I will say too, if you're doing this at home with me, sure. fill up the whole paper, you know, and then from there go through and pick out three, okay. and you can narrow it down. Okay. So, and that's, that's the filter that I would recommend you plan your holiday through, right? So, if you get an invitation that yeah. is like, do you want to come to this gift exchange in which you'll have to bring three gifts for each person, you know, a, a gift for each person, which is Now that there's three of you that you would have to go out and buy three gifts for, you're like, oh, that would require me to go to the mall. It would require me to be in traffic. It would right now through this filter. Now we're making the decision. Do I want to go to this thing? Or is there something that's more restful and restorative that I would rather do with this person?
0: Ooh, so good. Okay. So it's like, even if someone's inviting me to this party, it's like, hey, we don't actually have to go to the party. We can actually meet with that person like on a one-on-one basis or come to our house or have dinner or whatever. So it's like, you could still find the connection with the people in your lives. It doesn't have to be attending that specific event that maybe feels more chaotic or different than what I want to experience.
2: Mm-hmm. So one thing that you might do is if you get an invitation like that and you're like, I really, you are really very valuable and important to me. And I really would love to spend some time with you. But the idea of being out Mm -hmm. during that time, and I know there's going to be a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of traffic on the road. And I'd really just much rather be like cozy and relaxed at home with my warm lights that are like spread out all over the house. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Really, I love, I really love baking. So if you're getting ready for the party, can I come over before the party starts, like maybe the day before and help you bake for the party? Oh my gosh,
0: that's such a good, like, because I think at least for me, it's kind of like I'm on autopilot where we like accept every invite unless there's scheduling conflicts. It's kind of just like, oh yeah, okay. Okay. Like you just fill your calendar, but you're not necessarily filling it with things that you want to be doing. And I love the way that you thought about like, okay, how can I still connect with this person, find time with them, but do it in a way that like is something that I love or want to be doing, like baking the day before.
2: Yeah. And it's a personal connection. You'll probably spend so much more time with that person one-on-one in the kitchen by doing totally. Yeah. And when you are really clear, so I saw this great clip, um, I think it was Oprah and Trevor Noah. And he said, what do you think it is about um, the people who do the things that they say they want to do or go to the places that they, you know, go like achieve the things that they want to do. And she said, oh, what I've noticed is the people who achieve the things they want to do are the people who know what they want to do. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: so, yeah, we slow down enough to paint the picture of what it is I want to do with my life, right? And so the same thing for your holiday. I slow down enough to understand, here's what I love about the holidays. Here's what I really hate and resent about the holidays Here's what I want my holidays to look and feel like. And so now as my invitations are coming, I'm filtering through this lens. Is it going to be playful? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be cozy for me? And then from there, either accepting or making a different offer that matches the adjective in the way that you want to think and feel.
0: I love that. That That's so good because it really is about like knowing what you want and then working towards that and
2: trying to create that for yourself. So good. That's one of the ways that I would say reverse engineer something, right? So like being very clear about what it is that I want. So I know if I got it at the end, right? Because I think oftentimes we think about like, like, did I have a successful holiday? Did I have a successful career? Did I have a successful year? But if we don't know what it was that we were trying to create, we don't know if it was what we wanted or not. We can't evaluate it. And I
0: just want to say that your process of walking me through it was so much easier than me trying to figure it out on my own. You like walked me through that and it was just so clear and so easy and simple to see like how that would actually play out in real life. So that was just like a beautiful exercise.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. So now if we were to think about something, um, that would get in your way of doing something, right? So you talked about, um, you want quietness, you want calm holiday baking movies and games. Is there anything that you feel like this is a little bit hard for me to make happen? It's not something that's necessarily going to happen automatically, Um, it's something I like and enjoy, but sometimes I get all the way through the holiday and I haven't been able to do it. Totally.
0: I think for me, like the quiet, calm, peaceful rest is something that can easily be pushed aside. Cause I I totally have FOMO. Like if everyone's out doing something, I'm like, yo, I want to be there too. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Like, (laughs) you know, I just want to be there. And so sometimes, I will like think I'm going to go read a book that night or whatever. I'd be like so excited to jump into my jammies, but then people are doing things and I'm like, okay, I'm going to come. And then it's like, I put down what I like intentionally wanted to do because I want to go see everyone. So I feel like it's like that push and pull, right? It's, and sometimes I feel like it's less balanced towards the calm, cozy that I want to create and more to the like socialization. And then you get like tired and burnt out. And a lot of the things, maybe some people experience this too, where it's like you get through the holiday season and then you have to go back to work if you've taken time off and you don't feel restful. You don't feel ready to like tackle the new year and you're like drained from the break and now going back to work. And that's the that is what I want to avoid. I've like lived so many seasons of that life. And I have realized for me, that isn't a win. Like for me, a holiday win is if I feel like restored and like even ready to like see my colleagues again, ready to tackle my work again and being like, oh, that was a, a good like Oh, good break,
2: kind of thing. This is really great because one of the questions that I have in this process is again similar to the work that I do with life and money, which is what do you want your legacy to be? So, thinking about at the end of your life, what do you want to look back and say this happened? Mm-hmm. So, to apply that to the holiday, same thing. Let's look after the holiday when mm-hmm. you're back, right? Back to mm-hmm. real life. What do you want to make sure that you experienced? And so you know that you want to have experienced some rest and some restorativeness.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to say, like, I want to feel ready to go back. You know how there's only so much, like, rest you can have in life. And for people who are burnt out, this probably doesn't resonate. But for people who are, like, okay, having a good balance of work and rest... It's like you need a balance of both. Sometimes you can rest and then sometimes it's like, okay, I'm ready to do the work now. Like that's how I want to feel at the end of it in instead of just being like, no, I need more rest and like grasping onto the rest. Yeah. So
2: what would you need? What do you think if you were to have a crystal ball? What do you think you would need in order to come back feeling rested and restored?
0: I think I want to like read a couple books. And I, oh, this is something I actually always like implement for myself is that flying back earlier than like the day before has been really good for us to just like have time at home, do laundry, unpack, just kind of have like a lazy last day or lazy last two days. That's really important for me too.
2: And knowing that you're in a different stage of life this year because you're bringing Mm -hmm. a toddler back, is one or two days going to be enough to feel restful?
0: not enough days that creates rest with a toddler but you're right totally like two days because you need a day to tackle the laundry and get back in, and then a day to like get back into your routine and stuff but yeah <laughs> rest with a toddler is is hard enough you need as many days as possible and if any of you are listening and you have young kids or you're kind of dealing with that as well just being real with yourself about like what that actually looks like and feels like and and acknowledging that, and sometimes it means traveling for less days, even if it's like, oh, it's so expensive. We have to go and like get the most for our travel dollars or like the most for a flight or whatever. It's like, well, your mental health and your rest and your like feeling normal matters too. And that can be more important than just like stretching dollars on a flight or on, you know,
2: getting the most out of the visits this holiday season. It could be coming back earlier, but it could also be really intentional about the trip itself, right? Where you're like, Hey, I would love to come visit. And also it's really important to me that I feel rested. I could come back a couple days early to be able to have that rest or grandma or whoever who wants me to come and bring the baby, would you be able and do you have the capacity to help me build some of this rest into my time with you, right? Because there there is something that's very beautiful about having additional family around that's able to take off an additional load for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having the conversation so that both people are willing and on the same page versus sort of expecting them to be able to read your mind um, can be really helpful as well, right? So um, that's sort of what I mean about um, reverse engineering. It's like naming the thing that I want, naming the thing that could get in my way, Mm -hmm. planning for it. So it might be writing something down on the calendar. It might be um, writing a shopping list of things I need to have on hand so that I can do this. It might be having difficult conversations. It might be making the decision and then deciding ahead of time that it was the right decision for me. And it might be, okay, how much money am I going to need to do this? And then you know start saving in increment so that you have the money to be able to do something like this. So let's choose another scenario like somebody wants to um, maybe give their kids a trip to Disney World. If they decide that they want to do this, and it's six months away, they might say, okay, how much, you know, let me, let me do some research and decide how much the parks and the hotel and the food is going to be. Mm -hmm. So now I have this number, I'm going to say $9,000 to stay for six days, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm going to say, okay, it's going to cost $9,000. So I'm going to divide 9,000 divided by six. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start putting that money aside. Um, on an automatic basis where it's automatically drafted out of my checking account. So I can't accidentally spend it on something else. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I've made the decision once, and then I've automated things to make sure that the rest of the thing is going to happen.
0: Yes, totally. You've made it like so easy for yourself to make it happen, right? And to create the thing that you want to have by planning and preparing in
2: advance. Yeah. And so another um, example would be your holiday baking, right? So you really love the holiday baking process, but one of the things you might need to do to reverse engineer is to browse and choose your recipe, right? Which recipes Mm -hmm. am I going to make? To put a list together so that you have all the ingredients on hand, Mm -hmm. um, to put a day together that you can run to the store or put it in Instacart to get it delivered to you. Thinking too about how can I enjoy each part of this process is a whole nother layer, right? Like, can I enjoy the browsing for the recipes? How can I make that cozy? Yeah. How can I make that its whole own separate night? And so maybe it's like, I, you know, I've put the kids to bed. Um, I've already like said goodnight to my uh, partner who's maybe watching TV. I'm going to like sneak away, make a cup of tea and sit there and and intentionally choose which recipes I want to use. Mm-hmm. And then another day, I I've already bookmarked these recipes. I go back and I write down all the ingredients I need. Now I have that list with me the next time at the grocery store, I make sure I have all the ingredients, right? And you might build it into several days, right? Like now here's my ingredients list. Now I have another day where I check the pantry, but knowing what the things are, that's going to stop you from making the cookies and then putting them on your calendar in advance. Same thing with like, if you're having a dinner party, right? You might have to plan in advance. How much money is it going to cost me to have these ingredients on hand? Maybe I need to start planning for that by setting money aside.
0: I love this process and system because I think it's so important for us to to think in advance to set up our season and our break and our rest in the way that we wanted to, because it doesn't just happen for us, right? Like we're not just going to stumble upon all the ingredients that we need in our pantry. And then like, whenever we feel like baking, it's always ready to go. Like I bake quite a bit and I was baking some banana bread for my partner for, to bring to work. And I didn't have the ingredients that I need and they're pretty simple ingredients. So I had to like run out to the store. Right. And so it's like, you don't necessarily always have what you need on hand and but if you plan and prepare to set up the environment and to set up things the way you want you have control over creating the environment and the atmosphere and the feelings and the rest or whatever it is that you want to create for yourself during this during this time that you have off whatever that happens to look like for you So that was so good. I'm wondering if you have any other like little tips or tidbits that you want to share with our
2: listeners. Well, one thing I think would be really important in that baking scenario or Mm -hmm. in any of the scenarios that we've played through is do I want this to be an Instagram version (laughs) or do I want this to be a reality based version? so
0: good. Okay. I love that you called this out. I'm just jumping in here because I think that is so important. So many of us get caught up in what we think something is supposed to look like, or like, yeah, putting all this time and energy into something that isn't something we not, that we care about, but we think it's like what other people are doing. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed that you just said that. That is such a good point. Okay. I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I mean, I think this is really important. And again, if what you want is the Instagram version, cool, but then just know that that that's part of the layer that might stop you. So part of the layer that might stop you is I didn't actually shower and put makeup on and I wanted to take a cute picture, but I don't feel like this is going to be a cute picture. So give yourself the time to get yourself showered. Like I spend all of my time in my pajamas without my hair done, right? Like when I'm prepping for something, I don't shower and get out the door until the very last thing. So, um, if I'm going to need a successful Instagram worthy picture of myself baking, I'm going to have to build that in on purpose to be like cutely dressed with makeup on in order to take some pictures.
0: Yeah, totally. And both are okay. Like you said, you can want it to be like this beautiful put together thing, or it can be like in pajamas, not ready. Just how, like just rolled out of bed, kind of either are okay. Both are valuable and amazing. And it's like, what do you want to have the memory to be like for yourself? What do you want that moment to be like for yourself?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I teach in my coaching is there is no one right or wrong way. And it's really important for us to know, like, what is the thing that's that I'm going to see as fulfilling and how do I create that for myself? Mm-hmm. Also, one of the things that I talk about, which I think really applies here, is what I call manifesting for skeptics, which <laughs> is, it can be as simple as, I wanted this. Mm-hmm. I created this. Isn't this amazing? And so as we're experiencing the thing that we created, really understanding like, ah, this is so cool. I wanted this. And then I set aside the time and the money and the intention and the decision-making and having the hard conversations. And here I am enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And now it is like, Actually happening. Isn't this so amazing?
0: Yeah. Because I think so many of us fail to see the connection between a dream, a desire, a wish, a hope, or whatever we have for ourselves, and then the actual reality of it playing out, of us creating it, of us living it, of having it in that moment. And so I think there's something really powerful, and I love how you call it manifestation for skeptics because I think a lot of people are skeptical and for right reasons, right? There are some shady, skeptical things out there and things that kind of, you know, just seem a little bit like fake and phony or whatever. But there is some reality to you having a desire and then putting in the work and the effort and belief that it can happen and then actually making it happen and setting back sitting back rather and enjoying that and celebrating it and just recognizing that for yourself. Like that is so powerful.
2: Yeah. Relishing and delighting <laughs> in the thing that you have created, which is a whole nother layer of satisfaction. Yes. I have coined this term which is doing something that is uniquely you right? Mm-hmm. So if I were to say it for me, it's your name plus satisfy. So it would be Rishellafy, right? For me. Like Ooh, I, I have Reshellafied this day, right? Like this day is so uniquely me and exactly the thing that I wanted it to look like. This is this is satisfying to me. So it's like infusing the essence
0: of you into your day into what you're doing, like just like making that part of it. Oh, I just like this feels like so magical and like witchy, and i i'm I, I love it. This is very me. I might this is these are my vibes
2: because it's the thing that again, i'm I'm picking on Instagram, but I really don't think that there's a problem with it except for the part where we disappoint and live in disappointment instead of in the moment, right? And so, The same thing, like there is no satisfaction in fulfilling a cookie cutter holiday, but there is satisfaction in making it the most uniquely yours. Totally. And so like knowing what that is for me, um, when my family was young, we did a Christmas tree and it was a live Christmas tree. And I loved that. And I'm in a different phase of life. I went through a divorce several years ago. I never felt like doing the live tree again. It felt like a lot of work for me to do by myself. And I didn't really like any of the artificial trees that were available to me. And so what I did instead was um, I bought a large grouping of net lights for the backyard. And I put them on the shrubs. And that's my whole holiday decoration now. Oh God, and this year I'm adding on so there's my yard is amazing it's the whole reason I bought this house it backs up to a ravine mm-hmm. and so um it but it's also super special because it's been landscaped professionally so up close to the house is professionally landscaped and as you get out further there's another layer and then as you get out further it's wild and so oh. yeah so for me that's how I made my holiday special so a question that you can ask if you've gone through a hard life transition which i don't think that any podcast or discussion about the holidays is complete
0: mm-hmm.
2: without recognizing that there are some mm-hmm. transitions and times in our life that can be really hard so whether mm-hmm. it's it's the death of somebody that you love or a, a life transition that unexpectedly took place, or even something that uh, you plan to take place, and it's still hard. like the first year that your child has left for college and it's not coming home, like that is hard. It's gonna be different. So the question that I encourage you to ask yourself is what is now possible now, like the other thing doesn't make sense? And so, For me, that was like, oh, it's totally possible to set up my whole backyard instead of putting a Christmas tree in here because I could put a Christmas tree in here. There's nothing wrong with it. But I could also decorate my whole outside and enjoy it all year long. And this year, um, I'm actually expanding that vision into the next layer of landscaping. And so it's like, how can I build on that?
0: Oh, that's so cool. That is really amazing. And I just, I love that you're touching on kind of the hardship that, or the transition or the change, whatever someone is experiencing that isn't just a magical season or isn't just like a memorable season or something that you just want to like, you know, get all cozy in, right? Because both things can be true, right? You can love a holiday season. You can desire rest. You can want to have a break. And also it can be hard for whatever reason is going on for you in your life. It could be hard forever. It could be hard during this one specific chapter in your life, whatever the case might look like. But there are ways to still kind of to create what you want to create in that moment. And I loved how you phrased that question. It's like, what is possible now? that that is no longer possible. I can't remember exactly the wording that you used.
2: Do you want to say it again? Yeah. So what is possible for you now that didn't make sense to do that before? Yeah. So one of the things for me, I ha- always wanted to live in a downtown urban loft mm-hmm. and it didn't make any freaking sense when I was the head of a household with you know three yeah. children, with grandkids that would come visit me. And when that was no longer the relationship or the life that I was in, it it w- it was horribly sad for me. And also other opportunities that I had always wanted were now available. And so what what else is possible? what What is here that I could create and enjoy in a completely different way? not because I wanted it to be that way, but because it ended up being that way. And then now what? Totally.
0: And it might not be this specific season or this year that something is possible for you. It might be next year or the year after or whatever. Like I went through a really challenging year this past year, and I've talked a lot about it on the podcast with having a baby and struggling with postpartum depression, anxiety, and all of that. And so Honestly, a holiday season last year was not possible for me. I had a three-month-old. It was just really, really challenging. There was a lot of growing and learning and unlearning and boundary setting and figuring things out that was happening. And... I mean, the holiday season happened right during my child's sleep regression. <laughs> like It was just not very possible for me to to do things like I normally did. And so now my life has shifted and evolved and there's things that are possible for me. It's not the fullest extent of what would have been possible for me many years past, but it's recognizing, hey, what can I do this year? And if it's nothing, That is a beautiful answer and that is okay. If it's something that is beautiful and that is okay. And if it's all of your capacities, that is okay too. It's just, it's really about like honoring who you are and where you are in this moment and season of your life. And that's something that Marie and I always talk about on the podcast. Just like there is no right answer, there's no wrong answer. It's just what makes sense for you now.
2: Yeah. And if you are going through a tragic time, allow your space, allow yourself the capacity to be able to hold that and -hmm. for that to be the whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. And as somebody on five to six years on the other side of that, I just want to say, I just learned that life only ever gets better. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that the thing that you're going through now is okay, because it's not. But just know that there are phases and stages. You know, things do get better, even if they don't look the same as you expected them to.
0: There is a door through challenges and there is an other side of challenges. If you're in it right now, it's like there will be, there will be more challenges because life always starts with more challenges, but Mm -hmm. there's always the other side where there is like a breath of relief and there is a little bit of space.
2: There's this great L.R. Knowles poem. She talks about, life is amazing. And then it's not, you know, it's mundane. And then it's, you know, like, there's, and that was really helpful for me to sort of go through that, like knowing like, yeah, sometimes life is amazing. And sometimes it's incredibly hard. Just know that if you're going through a hard time this holiday season, you're not alone. And you won't always be in hard times as you make those transitions.
0: Totally. We have so much like compassion and love and empathy for you. And also I feel like the, both of us are kind of saying, Hey, we've been there. We've gone through that before and also seen different versions of like how it's changed and evolved through the times.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so make whatever is magical and meaningful for you in whichever way that you can in this specific moment. And that we're wrapping up here. So I will just say we talked a lot about what we can give ourselves mm-hmm. in the holiday um, season to make it mag- magical and meaningful. And I do have a uh, holiday shopping list in mm-hmm. Excel. And um, I could create one in the budgeting app app that I use called YNAB. You need a budget if mm-hmm. you are looking at ways to... Um, have a magical and meaningful gift-giving season, Um, Mm -hmm. I have a list and a process for that. If anybody is interested in that, all they need to do is email me and say holiday wish list," and I will send that to you directly.
0: Amazing. And you know what? All of your information will be in the show notes. So if you are super interested in um, talking to Rochelle, and you should be because she's amazing, just look on the show notes and you'll find all the different ways to contact packed her and that holiday list sounds amazing. So I want one of those two for myself. So it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. You are a wonderful and fabulous guest. Thank you so much for walking me through kind of the reverse engineering my time and money and things like that for the holiday season. I've gotten just like so many good tidbits for myself from this conversation. So just as always, it was absolutely such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have you in my life to be your friend and to have you on the podcast so thank you so much
2: thank you thanks for having me you're a great friend to me as well
0: take care everyone and we will see you in the new year maria and i will be back with some fun conversations then
1: hey everyone it's maria I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind, LLC.
0: Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a Money Mindset Coach. I work with women who wanna shift their beliefs around money and wealth, so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients. Employees who wanna make more money at work or entrepreneurs who wanna earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatocesti.com or on Instagram at natashatocesti. We'll see you there.